This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And welcome into another edition of Spits and Suds. I am Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan, joined, as always, by EP Rinkside and Shapshots. Sean Shapiro coming off the New Year's. Happy New Year to you, Mr. Shapiro. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. The uh, It's the uh, first day uh, back of, I guess, work in the year for most people, and it feels kind of... Uh, I don't know. I mean, sports working in sports media, as you know, Gavin is kind of weird in general. So our schedules are always messed up. So kind of back at it, getting the legs back together and uh, getting to go. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, just so everyone knows, we are taping this on a Monday afternoon. So we're not going to go deep dive into LA Kings. So it's, you know, we don't want to sound dated here, but obviously it's a nice little road trip coming up uh, against the LA Kings and, uh, you know, against the Anaheim Ducks. Hopefully the Stars can continue their winning ways. Uh, on New Year's Eve, the tradition is back, a packed house at the American Airlines Center. And if you didn't watch the game and you saw the score, Sean, 5-2, to two, you're like, all right, Stars continue their domination. But then when you look, if you did watch the game, with just over six minutes left, it was 3-2 to two Stars, and San Jose just went on the power play. So this was actually a pretty close game. And I actually had for the first eight minutes of the first period until the Stars went on the power play. And then probably about the first, once again, eight, nine minutes of the second period, I thought San Jose uh, did a great job uh, controlling the game. So a uh, big win for the Stars. But what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's to me, there's there's two main nuggets that come out of it. The first one was uh, from, I guess there's three. The, the team element was the stars good way to close out the year. Um, there was some give and take with San Jose as far as momentum goes and things along those lines. But in general, I, I really liked the way the stars handled this game. Um, Joe Pavelski yeah. takes has a, has a tremendous night and the next day, and it was not because of that game. This contract was in the works. They were they were working out there, but it's just fitting that Joe Pavelski has a performance against his prior team, a goal, two assists, and uh, then the next day signs a one year extension to remain in Dallas, a deal that is essentially um, a five point five million dollar deal. I know it's three point five million base salary plus two million in performance bonuses, but those performance bonuses kick in at 10 games played and 20 games played. So Joe Pavelski is going to be a $5.5 million player next year. It's a bargain and, right now. Yeah, it's a bargain right now. And it's, uh, and you may ask, and I had someone ask me, why would they do it this way? Why do you, the reason you structure Pavelski's contract that way, and the reason you can do it, because he's an over 35 player, you only have to worry about the 3.5 when building your roster initially. It gives the stars a little bit more, 
cap flexibility in an uncertain cap world before the season. Um, so it's kind of one of those where Pavelski knows he's going to be making 5.5 million stars know that, but when it comes to a little bit of wiggle room needed in season or before the season to make things work, they have a little bit of that flexibility if, if they need it. That's kind of why this contract is structured that way. And it comes after a game where he just continues to prove how, how much of a bargain and of a signing he is from once he signed with Dallas. I mean, everyone, when he came to Dallas, I think we expected him to be good, but um, I don't think anyone expected him to continue to completely defy age like this. It's going to be really interesting, Gavin. Like one of the things like he will always obviously be remembered as, as a shark and everything like that. And that's something that is never um, it's people are always going to remember him as a shark, but he is now he's, he's signed on for a fifth year in Dallas for next year. Yeah. And it's going to, it's going to be one of those things where people look back on Joe Pavelski's career. It's not going to be just, Oh, Joe Pavelski, San Jose shark. It's going to be Joe Pavelski, Dallas star and San Jose shark. I mean, it's, he's, he's always going to be the captain of the sharks guy who was there for that long and everything like that. But the way he's ended his, he's ending his career, the way he's been on this end of career trajectory, the way he has been, playing in Dallas like his lasting legacy will include his time in Dallas and you, you never know how it how and maybe and maybe and hopefully for the, the this podcast sake it includes maybe a championship too so yeah you, you never like <laughs> it's 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 impressive to see how that goes I mean the other takeaway yes about takeaways from the game um the other thing about Joe the other thing from that game and connects once again well to Joe Pavelski Pavelski had the assist on uh, Frederick Olofsson's first first NHL goal and we talked a little about Olofsson before but to me Olofsson has kind of done and gone and been that guy who has proven he should keep getting more and more chances and he's ready for the NHL and getting that goal and getting that very it's, it's a very simple play but just it's the type of little thing that starts that starts to create the separation in Jim Nill's mind when he starts to look at at the end of the year. Do I need Riley Tufty? Do I need Matty Blumel? Do I need uh, Jacob Peterson? Do I need Frederick Olson? Which one is going to get that spot? It's that little additional offense that's going to be the difference since they're all so close in the other facets of the game. And good on Olson for seizing an opportunity. Uh couple things so the two million that would come in bonuses how does that affect you said 3.5 get some cap room flexibility a tiny amount for Jim Nill that two million so if he hits his bonuses that goes on to the next year it is a uh, and this is where it's a true flexibility thing it's he and he will hit those bonus bonuses. The bonuses are it's a million at 10 games played, it's the second million at 20 games played. So he will hit those bonuses. Essentially, what it is is it's a flexibility that if it fits under the cap, if 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 that if the stars have two million dollars in cap space at the end of the year to fit the bonuses in, it goes against that year's cap. If it doesn't, then there's rollover and it goes and then it, it goes against the cap the following year. So if you're the stars, essentially what it is, is it's essentially you're kind of borrowing money against yourself a little bit and giving yourself some flexibility to have the option where next season you could have $2 million in additional cap space if you need to use it. And if you don't, then 
you've saved it against, you've saved it from the year gone. It's basically kind of that flexibility of you got a hundred dollars in your pocket. Are you going to spend it now? Or are you going to spend it later? And that's kind of how it works. It'd be interesting if he, because I mean, I think Joe Pavelski is a hall of famer. Um, it'll be interesting to see at the end of his stars career, if he does get in the hall of fame, I would think that that number 16 would go up in the rafters. No. Um, I don't think so. No, I mean, interesting. I, I, like in, in, in not in Dallas, and this is not a um this the fact that the fact that Brendan, I mean, the fact that Brent number 10 is not retired in Dallas, and I'm not saying number 10 should be retired. I, I think it should, I, but you're right. But you're right. no, and, and I'm and, and I'm not trying to argue one way yep, or another for yep, that. I'm just yep. using what is the general basis and to me, the big one that's not retired, the two that aren't retired that show me that there's such a high bar is number 20 and number 35. The fact that neither Belfour nor Turco have had their number retired in Dallas. Agreed. Um, that to me tells me that the bar is so high that I just, I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening. And that's not a knock on anything of what Pavelski's done. He's been great. I just think in reality, the guys who actually have a legit chance of getting their number retired in Dallas on the current roster are 14 and four right now. Those are the two in my mind. Those are really the only two right now with a true chance on the current roster. Obviously you get some young guys who over the course of their career, you never know, Mm -hmm. never know what they could, could, but, but right now, if you were to say, Hey, if you had to place bets on who would be the next two numbers retired in Dallas, my guess would be 14 and four. Okay. You know, they interviewed Olafson during um, in between periods and I know they wanted to focus on the goal and he just wanted to be a pro. He's like, you know, we got to come out here in the third period. And <laughs> he wasn't, you know, he was just like, he wanted to be the ultimate team guy. And just his story that you explained, Sean, about, you know, living in Denver, going to an American college, then going back to Sweden and, and mm-hmm. then finding his way um, back here into the AHL and getting his shot with the stars. Um, it's just truly a great story. And we kind of saw that emotion come out on that first goal. And I, I love those human element moments in sports where, yeah, you want to be a professional and everything like that, but it just seemed like there was a massive weight Lift off, lifted off his back when, you know, like kind of like that dream come true, never forget that night moment when that puck uh, went into the net. Oh, and it's, you'd love to see it and you'd love to see more of it. I know he was fighting every inch to be a more quote unquote professional, but live it up, kid. Enjoy it. He scored yeah. in the NHL. Live it up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and we can't, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't say, you know, amazing pass by Pavelski, but also, he had two San Jose Sharks on him when he tipped in the goal. I mean, that is just absolutely yeah. amazing. One, to get the stick free, and then the stick control, because basically he couldn't move it from side to side, so it was kind of like he had to put it straight ahead and angle it just a little bit. I mean, God, I mean, I guess when we look back at, and I know it's becoming an, a big NHL thing, you know, as far as, you know, changing the angle you know, against the goaltender. But when we look back at tip all-time, I guess we'd call it all-time great tippers in the NHL, he has to be among the top. For Pavelski? Yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, yeah, he's easily, I mean, 
it's hard not to he's probably number one honestly yeah it's just well especially for his size too mm-hmm. and it, it's i mean he is the gold standard for it it's it's kind of one of those those things where you're d- describing a talent and describing a player and it's synonymous with his game and it's um it's something that other players try to replicate and some people marvel at how well he does it too yeah, no, a- absolutely. Did want to point out, because um, I know you've covered him as well, in 2015, Evgeny Shmetnikov was drafted 19th overall. And I guess for this is one of those NHL stories, similar to what we've kind of talked about with Dennis Gurionov, where it's up and down, because on Saturday night, I mean, you know, he looked like a really good NHL player. And I, I'm guessing that's just, you know, when you look at his stats and you look at his travels throughout the NHL circles, it's just not a regular thing. Yeah, I mean, I he didn't even stay, I mean, not in a bad way. He didn't really, I didn't really notice much about him in general. Um, and that's not in a bad, not in a good or a bad way. Sometimes you notice a player for a bad reason. He had a couple chances. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a journey where he's... Uh, it's a good reminder that other teams have first round picks that don't pan out as well. I mean, Svechnikov has just the one, one, he only has like one season where he's played more than this, this season now is only his second season where he's played more than 20 something games in a a season. So he's uh, just a lot, like a lot of potential there that never really panned out consistently. Um, Just kind of, yeah, it's it's just a good example for if you're a Stars fan, don't worry, your team is not the only one that has had first-round struggles when it comes to draft picks. Yeah, no, absolutely. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to Spits and Suds on 105.3 The Fan. So since they're in L.A. and Anaheim, I thought I'd have some fun with Sean and ask him his favorite roadies because Sean has traveled the NHL and spent many years covering this team on the road. Your favorite road swings. I'll start with me to give you a second to think about it. I think the Tampa, Florida road trip is underappreciated. 
um, get to watch a hockey game in Tampa and then drive through the Florida Everglades. And if you're lucky enough, the ECHL team, the Florida Everblades are playing and you get to stop and see them like I did and then move on to sunrise to see the Florida Panthers. So I have that underrated. I have not done the Montreal Ottawa trip, but I hear that's really good. And I do want to do this LA trip because that's really cool as well. What are your favorites? Yeah. Um, the LA Anaheim one is, is, is always a good twofer because it's, you can kind of do, you can do one hotel, rent a car, bounce back and forth. Uh, I, I really love the, um, I've always been, I like Calgary a lot, actually. It's a city that a lot of people don't, uh, now I'm not telling you to go to Calgary in January or February, but if you can, <laughs> if you can do the, if you can do the Calgary road trip in the spring, I like Calgary a lot, pretty good, kind of it's got a bit of a texas and it's got a bit of a texan canadian vibe uh it's got uh the food's pretty good i've always had some really good food up there some really good beer up there and you get to uh and it's and and you have the uh the kind of space too where you can if you rent a car and within an hour there's some really cool mountains and scenery to drive around i've always enjoyed calgary uh vancouver is a great trip um, one trip I haven't I haven't done this two fur together since they've been in the league, but I think the if you, I think Vancouver Seattle would be a yeah great, be a great Friday night and Friday night game in one of those, and then a Sunday matinee in one of those other two. That would be a great a great cross border trip right there. Yeah. Um, the uh, the let's see, New York is always great, but it's but that's kind of a uh, the uh but it's like go see a game at the garden and it's it's worthwhile but if we're talking about hockey trips i think you gotta you gotta include you gotta include montreal go see a game there um and if you want to do if you want to take a drive you can do montreal to ottawa like you said um but i would uh and, and another one just from and i know you've been there recently just from going to the arena itself and you can make your own decision, whether it's your cup of tea for everything else or not, but Vegas is an experience too. It, so. it is a big time cup of tea. Everyone has to go to Vegas from the, mm-hmm. from the pregame, which could be deemed as a little cheesy, but to me it's part of it to the convenience of getting to the arena, to the arena itself, which I think is an absolutely beautiful barn to something that really surprised me fan knowledge, and fan excitement for the game of hockey. I mean, they are dialed in. Tampa and Las Vegas so far have really surprised me. If, you know, my travels to, to, to St. Louis, you know, you expect that. You know, Blues fans have been around for a long time. Um, you know, they've gone through the hard times, and they've gone through the Stanley Cup year. So, But to me, it's like to see so many people into it in Vegas, uh, yeah, absolutely. That's a, an amazing road trip. I did want to add, Sean, that uh, based on the last few years, it's pretty weird saying this. And you say it when, like, Edmonton or Colorado plays the Stars, stay out of the penalty box because you don't want to face that Oilers or Avs power play. could say the same thing about um, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Maybe people are starting to say that about our Dallas Stars. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's you amazing. Have, uh, yeah, it's you're starting to see 
they've got all the pieces that are really willing to go together. And one of my favorite parts of the Stars power play evolution has been um, Jason Robertson's versatility that has evolved on it, where I love how Robertson has kind of become more and more of a shoot from anywhere spot up guy that you move all over. And I think that's just made it so much more dangerous. And I think just kind of his not growth because it was part of his game before, but I think the team's usage of him has made it so much more of a, of a weapon too. And uh, obviously you already had a bunch of the tools and, and now you got a team that for years relied on one thing with John Klingberg is now relying on multifaceted elements, the power play. And it's, it's, it's fun to watch. It's a lot of fun to, a lot of fun to watch. Okay. Uh, a couple of NHL notes before we leave you uh, today. One, uh, in the news, San Jose Sharks defenseman uh, Ryan Merkley, who's currently down in the minors, has requested a trade. The cap hit is 863000 and I had a couple of Stars fans reach out. Um, they tagged you and me, and they said, would this be a good fit for the Stars? Your thoughts? Uh, he's a... He's a good young defenseman with with some future potential. Um, I I don't know if he's better than Harley right now. Exactly. Yeah. That that's kind of where I'm going with. This. Yeah, me I don't too. Know if, I don't know if he's. Um, I don't. I feel like if you're going if you're going to get Merkley, you're essentially admitting that Harley is not working, and I think. I I don't think you I don't think that's the piece you need to add. I think you want to kind of like if 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 the if it's a bargain deal, great. I'm not I'm not opposed to a bargain right. deal or anything like that. But I think when when a team is pub when this becomes public like this, it's typically built around uh, it's going to increase value a bit. And I don't think it's going to from the stars' perspective. I think you already have your own project offense defenseman that you don't want to um, yes block with this you got harley and you got lundquist so mm, yeah. um yeah i think you've already done your work i mean let's see how the rest goes leading up to the trade deadline i mean it, but if i'm getting a defenseman sean i'm kind of getting a stay at home more defensive defenseman um to sure up that blue line but uh, you know that would that would be kind of nitpicking at this point so i mean they're yeah, just, yeah, they're yeah. playing so, so well I, yeah, I just I don't think there's you you moved a first rounder to get Lundqvist. Right. I also just think you're at the point where if you're the stars, um, you you're not overly spent. You're not overly throwing things around to try to to bring him into the fold. Yeah, I totally agree. He. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Sean Shapiro, I'm Gavin Spittle. You're listening to Spits and Suds on 105.3 The Fan. Yesterday was the Winter Classic at Fenway Park, or as they say it up there, Fenway Park. I guess how I used to say it when I lived up there. Um, and watched the game, and I wanted to ask Sean Shapiro about his favorite winter classic memories. And this might not go over well, Sean, but me being at the Cotton Bowl, and I was technically had really good seats, season ticket holder, so I bought center ice, and I really struggled to watch the game. I know it was an amazing comeback. All was well. Crowd was going wild. Amazing atmosphere. I know Stars fans might disagree with me, but if if there's another Winter Classic, I am definitely going, you know, much higher in the stadium. It was an amazing event, and the Stars deserve a lot of credit. But, I, I mean, just watching it on TV yesterday, to me, it's an amazing TV event, especially if the weather is bad. Um, like we saw for the original Winter Classic, uh, Buffalo Pittsburgh, which really I think helped the overall experience. Because I remember I was actually at the Cotton Bowl that day when they played the Cotton Bowl at the Cotton Bowl, and I started to hear this viral attention towards this thing called the Winter Classic. So tuned in, snow was falling; they had to clear the ice. And there were no bowl games that year, and I really felt as though that kind of gave the winter classic, you know, kind of that just boost it needed. So you tell me your favorite winter classic memories. Um, well, my favorite is, so I, I watched, I was at the, at the winter classic in Dallas and I was, I watched most of the game from the press box, but I went down to the, uh, and I watched the third period just from various spots of the cotton Bowl, just walking around and just kind of, just kind of soaking it all in and that to me is one of my favorite memories because these these games are events these games are about the energy they're about the hockey vibe and feeling all in one spot um truthfully i don't they're not really about being able to get the best view of a hockey game it's about yeah what's it's about enjoying the atmosphere and seeing the hockey community all in one spot and that to me is the best part of it um i i have seen outdoor games in baseball stadiums i've seen outdoor games in, in football stadiums and for me personally i never understand the I, I still don't get why they could keep going back to baseball stadiums like they're going to go to seattle next year and do t-mobile park for that vegas and, and seattle and i actually the reason they're doing that is because t-mobile park has a roof so they can yep well so they can do some rain control and still be outdoors technically will not be an outdoors if needed. Um, but to me, I don't understand why all these outdoor games aren't in football stadiums because the sight line is better. Naturally. You don't have this weird, awkward space. Um, I, uh, but yeah, I just loved the energy at the winter classic in Dallas. I loved the cotton bowl. I loved feeling the history of the building while you're kind of seeing it all happen. Yeah. And, um, and it's and and then just you go back to the first one. I remember it being a big deal. The first winter classic, seeing call it cliche, but seeing Crosby score on the shootout. In oh the yeah, snow, against beat, Ryan Miller. Beat, yeah, like, yeah, like that's iconic, and that's something where I know these games have lost a little bit of their luster, but it's it's still a winning formula for the league. 
They're a big, big, they bring it, they bring, bring in big bucks for the league. Um, they're not going anywhere. They shouldn't go anywhere. I think it's something where as a league, you should keep it to, you should keep it to probably no more than two or three a year. There's a couple of years where they did way too many, but is, if you're doing it two or three times a year, one winter classic, one heritage classic, maybe one stadium series. I, I love it. And I think you should do, I think it should be part of the game because it's, it's something that the NHL has that no other sport has the NBA. You're not going to be able to do like an outdoor game like that. That really works. The NFL is already outside. The baseball is not like, it's just such a cool, it's such a unique thing that the NHL is able to do. So own it and they should do, they should, they should, they should own it up and do it right. I would also think the NHL players association would want to keep it. It's, it's good for the game, but watching the Bruins reaction last night, taking that win and jumping up and down. I mean, it, the Winter Classic has this playoff atmosphere, and it just seems like the players absolutely, like they feel privileged to be a part of it, taking their families on the ice and taking pictures and team photos after the game. It's almost like a kind of a badge, you know? It's not just another game. It's it's something that they're really hyped for. It's like a – it can be like an accelerator for a season too. Like it's something you build around. It's something to look forward to. It's something where even if the team is struggling a little bit, you can look forward to something pretty big. It's uh, it's it's it really is that type of event where players get excited about it, and I think you look at what happened with the Stars when they played in theirs. Like it was kind of a weird time. It was right after there had been a coaching change unexpectedly. Things yeah, were going through a weird spot, and the Stars turned into a really nice like accelerator into the second half of the season and. Not that the Bruins needed an accelerator, but they are, uh, <laughs> they just added more fuel to the fire. <laughs> so. I also wanted to ask you, um, well, a couple of things. One, I understand there are some fans in hockey that might not like, and as a passionate hockey uh, watcher, I will tell you, I get kind of tired of original six teams um, always being in it, but at the same time, I mean, it's a smart play for the eight. We, you know, we're hypocrites here in Dallas if we say, like, why can't there be different teams? And yet our Dallas Cowboys are on the center stage all the time. Mm-hmm. You have to go with the ratings, and the original yeah. six teams bring in the best ratings. Uh, so, you know, there, there's, uh, there, there, there's kind of that. And uh, I wanted to ask you about the, the TNT crew. I really enjoy watching them. I, I think they've done a real good job assembling a crew with, with Anson Carter and Paul Bissonette and, uh, you know, the crew. I mean, I just think I think they do a real nice job, and it's almost a, a slight replication of uh, Barkley and Shaq and Kenny Smith, uh, what TNT does with the NBA. So I, I just think they bring a lot of personality, which is something that's great for hockey. Yeah, I I think they've done a good job of taking what hasn't been done before on broadcast for hockey and and bringing that in there. And I like how they're willing to, the reason the TNT broadcast works is they're willing to own what they are. I think that's the the key. Like, I think they were willing to step back and be like, you know what, we're a national broadcast carrier, but just like the Inside the NBA show, we don't have to be the paint paint by number within the lines that ESPN kind of has to apply to a lot of times. And I think they allow TNT allows ESPN to be the old school, big J journalism guy in the room and allows them to be a little, have a little more fun with it. And 
I think they've owned that. They've embraced that. And that's the reason the show works. There's, they're not trying to be something they're not. Mm-hmm. And too many times you get too many times with like broadcast, you get people trying to force something or they try to toe the line on something to uh, try to toe the line between being, being fun and professional. And, 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 and there is, there is a line you do have to follow, but like from what I'm saying on this is there is finding the way of knowing and embracing your voice as a broadcast. And they've done a great job of that. And they kind of let the group all grow together. That's the other thing they've done. That's a lot better than what ESPN has done where the Turner crew has been allowed to grow and make mistakes. And, and, and as a group where ESPN there's, it just keeps kind of shuffling. And so you don't really have that rhythm and that give and take that Turner has naturally developed. Yeah. And you know, Anson Carter used to be on the previous coverage, which was on NBC and, you know, looking at him, I just, I I love seeing his personality shine on TNT because he has a great personality. And now I'm, you know, we're seeing the PK Subans start to do some TV work. I think Ryan Reeves, uh, as we talked about previously, will be, you know, real good on TV. It's great to see, you know, some of the characters of the NHL because we know the stories are epic and, you know, we know the personalities of these guys. So it's 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 really cool. And I actually think we have one locally here, you know, obviously with Razor, but I think Brent Severin's got a real cool personality, um, you know, so you know, I think I think it's cool when hockey can show its personality, like you said. You know, they are what they are. So yeah, um, for yeah, sure. absolutely. Well, you're a beast, man, and uh, hopefully they can get some uh, points in uh, L.A. and uh, Anaheim. And we will talk to you soon. And don't forget, everybody, please support the program. We have some real cool interviews uh, forthcoming as we try to spread the love of DFW hockey, your Dallas Stars. So like us, download us, spread the word that there's a cool podcast in town. It's called Spits and Suds right here on 105.3 The Fan. Have a great day, everybody.